0: every Every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form.
1: It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM.
0: Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. It is awesome to be here with you on the BetQL network. Every game, game seven. No hot take BS on this show. We do bring you B, bets, and S, sports. Coming to you live today from the Odyssey app. The BetQL app will be simulcast by our friends at Stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern. We're on YouTube, youtube youtube.com backslash sports, and on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash betql. And speaking of our live chats on YouTube and Twitch, it's a Phenomenal Football Friday. And on Phenomenal Football Fridays, we welcome you, hashtag, into the conversation. So if you're watching the show on YouTube and Twitch, we'll blast this out on social right now as well. In the chat... Write your favorite football bet coming up for this weekend. Could be Saturday, could be Sunday. Hell, it could be one of the three games coming up on Monday on Christmas Day. Your favorite football bet for the weekend, the reason why you like it, could be a side, a total, a teaser a parlay, a same game parlay, anything that you like, your favorite football bet coming up for this weekend. Ken and I have, uh, have set aside two segments of the third hour of the show today to go over these, so we'll shout you out on the air and we will talk about your bet. And uh, Since we've set enough time aside, the thought is that we're going to get to every single one. No, we didn't get to all of them the last couple weeks. We apologize for that. So get them in. We will get to as many as we can that is coming up the first one at 5 o'clock Eastern time today, so two hours from right now. So again, you and twitch if you're in the chat your favorite football bet for the weekend also if you'd like you can tell us your favorite christmas song and we can talk about that as as well because i really i really enjoyed that conversation on the show yesterday so youtube and twitch your favorite football bet and the reason why we'll talk about it later in the program and also shout out to the people listening to us on radio stations nationwide including on satellite radio sirius 160 and xm 205 as ken and i bring you the wager tainment we are talking all things Sports betting, proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com. You can also check out the BetMGM YouTube page for the award-winning Board of Spreads video featuring me, the great Nick Costos. The asterisk, I guess it could be on the great Nick Costos. People can challenge that. Also, it has not won any awards yet. But we're working on it. Head on over, BetMGM YouTube page, subscribe there. Support the show. Support your boy, Nick Costos and click uh, on the board of spreads and give it a watch as we head into the holiday weekend. On this, F3, three words that start with the letter F, Phenomenal Football Friday. December 22nd, three days until Christmas Day. Gotta love it. December 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show is on Twitter, You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. He's on X at Lockie Lockerson. And on this Phenomenal Football Friday, we're going to bring you Four phenomenal guests. Our pal Colin Wilson usually joins us at 4.20 p.m. Eastern Time. Getting high with Colin Wilson at 4.20. Colin will join us at 3.40 p.m. Eastern Time instead today. So in hour number one, Colin joins us talking bowl games in college football. Uh, Sam Paniatovic in hour number two, as per usual. Anthony DeBundo in hour number two, as per usual, giving us soccer bets. And then Brad Evans, our our stadium teammate, uh, joins in hour number three. All his favorite prop bets for week 16 in the NFL. Plus, Ken and I will roll through P squared, B squared for the two teams that played last night on Thursday night football and their matchups in week 17, the LA Rams and the New Orleans Saints. The Rams taking on my Giants next week. I feel like the Rams probably very likely to win that game. And then like a pretty like high leverage game in the NFC South. And we'll see what happens this weekend with Tampa and with Atlanta, Saints and Bucks next weekend. We'll talk about both those games coming up in our number one. Uh, Ken and I have a show on Sunday morning, obviously, Countdown to Kickoff. We don't think we're going to do any of the NBA Christmas slate then on Sunday, but we've got sides for all the games coming up on Monday, the five games on Christmas Day. We have an entire segment allotted for today's show. We'll talk about all five games on Christmas Day and give you our thoughts now on the sides of those games. So NBA Christmas breakdown coming up in hour number two. As we said, two social segments today for YouTube and Twitch. Give us your favorite football bet for the weekend and the reason why. Power Hour Final Hour. Tonight will feature all our bets for tonight in the NBA. All our bets for tonight on the ice in the National Hockey League. And we will give you side and total for the games on Saturday and the games on Sunday in the National Football League. We'll do the Monday games on Sunday on Countdown to Kickoff. And also, as a bonus today, a little bonus in the Power Hour you will get the Prop King segment for tomorrow's uh, doubleheader in the National Football League. Bengals and the Steelers, Bills and the Chargers. couple yardage props, couple anytime touchdowns coming your way for tomorrow's slate in the power hour, final hour of today's show. We are locked and loaded here. Final Friday show before Christmas, Ken Barkley. My friend, wow. how's it going?
2: That's right. Now that you said that, it's going great. Uh, yeah, kind of a fun night last night. A bunch of stuff we could go over. Um, you know, the NFL game, obviously like the, the over hit, which was excellent. Uh, that was our bet in the game, which was really fun. Kind of like more importantly for me, uh, the saints lost, which guarantees that as long as none of their games are canceled, neither of their remaining games, uh, as long as the games take place and the season ends that the, the win total under on the saints, which was like a really big thing for us in the off season. Like the thing I was like, kind of like shouting as much as possible during the summer uh, is going to come in, which is really, just like, it's, it's fun. Like, you don't, it's not really a victory lap. It's like a relief. Honestly, The I, I, it's how I always feel about this stuff when it's a season long bet. It, if we have this conversation with Michigan, if they win the title or if we win awards and stuff that we talked about, it's always like, Oh, like, aren't you so fired up? You want to like tweet and like yell and uh, It's like, no, nah, I'm just like ah like oh what a relief like oh good the saints didn't somehow show up and win 10 or 11 games in any of the given season so um you know a result that was good from a last night standpoint and was good from a season-long standpoint uh which is about as good as you can hope for this time of year
0: yeah absolutely so we love that last night and also uh was really good look last night a really good betting night overall I'm very happy that we got the over home in the game last night because there sure. were a couple points where I was a, a little concerned. For, yeah, the like, guy, Haversick
2: stole the ball. It was, uh, it was a little tough. <laughs> it was like a lot of settling at, for field goals.
0: <laughs> at, what, at what point, like seriously, I saw like Dan Orlovsky tweeted today, like his like three finalists, if he like had to do it right now for coach of the year, and it was what, it was Stefanski. Steichen yeah, and McVeigh?
2: Stefansky Stefanski, Steichen, McVeigh, Ryan's. Ryan's was the fourth oh, one. Oh, I didn't see Ryan's.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was um, all four
2: in a row. And I, think he, I think he literally edited it to add a fourth one. Got so there was it, because when I saw it, it
0: was just the three. Right. Got it. Okay. I think he forgot just... Ryan's,
2: honestly, is what happened. <laughs> He's like, oh, actually, I have to put this guy on because, you know, they could make the playoffs too just like Steichen could.
0: Like, uh, Deshaun McVeigh... Have to be disqualified from coach of the year since like he's <laughs> willingly carrying the schmuck of a kicker who's like yeah. he's dude he's dude he's schmuck. he's t- yeah, he's, he's terrible like who he's has really confidence good. that he's gonna make any kick like a like like, like like longer than forty yards? He's awful. Like how, how do they go forward with him? I don't know him personally. I have nothing against him. I hope he has a great life. Probably a nice guy. He's also he's horrendous at his job. Like how is he kicking in the NFL? Um, in between that and some of the McVay coaching decisions, and then like Carr kind of pulled it out of his derriere at the end and started chucking the ball down the field. Right. But I mean, taking like taking sacks on fourth downs, like throwing short of the sticks on fourth down. I mean, this this is what like is like sexual arousing to this guy. Remember the playoff game a couple of years ago when we bet the Raiders with Rich Versace on the road in Cincinnati and on the, the final drive of the game through short of the goal line on like fourth in the season? Like you need a touchdown to win and like an advance in the playoffs so your season's through It's like the three-yard line. Like I, I just, I don't understand. It's like I, I don't get how this guy is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't understand Anyway, also, he, he helped get us over the total last night, so that would have been a crying shame, Ken, if the game had gone under. Thankfully, it did not, and uh, Chris Olave went over. Oh, It is a, a really, really good night, uh, and me for me, it was much needed, absolutely yeah. much needed.
2: I got a, a fun note from somebody who I always think it's funny when, like, I don't parlay the picks that we do on the show together or something or like my you know give out a bunch of nba games like i, I don't ever parlay them together i just i just bet them and but it's like you know certainly uh it's nice to have that lottery ticket and somebody sent us that they did like my four hockey bets for last night which all won um and like some of them in really dramatic crazy fashion so it was like just fun to see that so hockey went well which is good and then nba it was funny because actually i did i had like a regretful moment um i could argue i regretted betting the clippers last night which i didn't but uh lakers covered clippers didn't cover whatever like the two kind of contrarian injury ravaged nba sides went one and one but you even brought it up and i was like too dismissive of it at the end of the show probably because i was exhausted uh where you were like you were like should we bet detroit and i got uh, the pistons and i go now nah, like there's like a lot baked into this that like this is their game of the season like there's just a lot of extra in this market and you go well then is it wait as long as possible bet utah and i'm like no i'm good and i shouldn't have said man i'm good because like even in the first half of the game i think it was a two-point game at halftime i'm just sitting there being like the hell how the hell don't i have a jazz ticket right now How of that uh, i i have a i have a clippers ticket no nobody on earth has a clippers ticket except me and i, I was willing to click that button and i wasn't willing to click the button on utah like the two plus two and a half against the worst team ever assembled um you know kade after the game like we're we're better than two and 28 or whatever they are two and 26 like no no you're not that's exactly exactly what you are as as, as it turns out um so I, a little like cool great night like the nfl bet wins the hockey goes really well nba's fine just like even as I'm watching the second half of Jazz Pistons, I did watch it. Um, watch, them, watch them chant sell the team uh, in the fourth quarter as it started to unravel in the final five minutes. And the Telecast, doing like tried, the Timistons Telecast tried to build this up like it was the game of the year. I was just like, man, I it was, Utah was actually the type of side I normally look for, where there's that, there's just something extra built into this that's like air. It's like for no reason other than just like what people think. It's like nothing to do with the difference between the teams almost. I feel like you ended up getting that in that game last night. I, I bet the other two games where I felt like that was going on. And uh, and I missed that one. So I, he even tried to talk me into it and I missed it. It was kind of a little bit of regretful.
0: Is this, um? by the way, is there, um? Cause I'm just like the Pistons are so bad, and like not, not even sure. guaranteed to get the number one pick. Is there. Is there like a Wembenyama? Like I guess like no one's like a Wembenyama like level prospect. Is there like a lock number one overall pick in next year's draft yet? Or like do we know that or or no or I mean, not yet?
2: Tyler's not on the show today, right? He would he would know way, way before I know. I know there's like several G League and international players who are lottery picks. I think I even looked at a mock the other day. I think there was an international player slated to be picked first overall. Um, I don't I don't think I mean put it this way like there isn't a Wembenyama because one we out would of every know. 30 years there's one right like there's just and we least, would know least, yeah it doesn't mean there can't be a great player that goes one but it's not some like three year in the making even like zion or something like that level of prospect at least even if zion hasn't panned out the way that people thought that he would um there i don't think there's anybody like that so yeah that's i uh so you your idea being that they were, like, they would be tanking for this imaginary player that doesn't exist right now.
0: Well, I know. That was really just, like, curious. I was just, like, thinking, like, they're so bad. Like, I don't think they're getting Like, a lot is, is there this. even, like, is there even someone there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah at least, at least like, they're not tied to really this bad. coach
2: for $11 billion for the rest of the, the yeah. decade or whatever. It's just really a, a sad of I, I had one other thing NBA-wise. You got anything else from last night?
0: Um. Yeah, I have some not from last night, but just projecting forward, and then I have a baseball note on the Yamamoto signing with the Dodgers. Um, my okay. my NBA betting hot take for the weekends. Oh, I I think the uh, so the Pistons play the Nets tomorrow, and
2: yeah, then they play
0: them again next week. I yeah, I think I think the Pistons are going to beat the Nets.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. The Nets are the perfect patsy in this situation to just like dump a game that they're not. And supposed they're to.
0: like they're like unraveling a little bit.
2: Yeah it's 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 like the perfect setup it, you, you could i mean it couldn't get any better i don't know which game they're gonna dump but they're, they're dumping one of them <laughs> like,
0: i think definitely. it's tomorrow
2: yeah it's also so and like this is subjective but i do think there's a lot to this when everyone thinks something is going to happen It always tends to happen the game after everyone thinks it's going (laughs) to happen.
0: That is very subjective. You're right. That is. (laughs) It's incredibly
2: subjective. I feel like. Well, I I do feel like there's a ton of situations. I this will this will be objective for a second. When uh, when NBA teams miss players with injury, let's say it's like a two week injury or a month injury or a season injury. Draymond suspension, uh, Harden trade. They always like they actually zigzag against how people play it. So people always want to play on the team when they acquire the player the first game they want to play you know be on the team when they acquire the player uh or they want to be against the team the first game the guy's out or is suspended or anything like that like oh like they're gonna be really bad now whatever and then they always like do the opposite it's really funny like the first game the first game a player is out for injury like a long injury in the nba the team literally wins at like an absurd clip and then the entire rest of the season it's like oh actually that player is really impactful they lose a lot (laughs) like that he's not there it's just it's really funny like the kind of mind games of how this stuff works and you know in a one game situation like you can overcome basically anything so yeah i i I agree with you on the nets i think that's definitely that's like a fun look i think i do think the pistons gonna win in the next few days i had the grizzlies written down as my other thing And like, I, you you know, you could have called me prisoner of the moment, even though I explained very thoroughly how that was not the case the other day. Well, here's the good news. If you bet literally any of the stuff that we talked about, and bear in mind, all that stuff had already moved a lot. If you bet any of it, you're in way good again already because the Mavs dump a game. Use the word dump too much. The Mavs lose a game. They are eight and a half dog tonight because Luca and Kyrie are out. They're going to lose another game. And the Grizzlies won last night. And the Grizzlies have Atlanta tomorrow on rest. Like, spoiler alert, in five days, this all just got insanely better. Oh, don't worry. There's only like 200 days left in the NBA. Like this, I just, I don't know why people weren't on this. I don't understand. You even had a game to get on it again. And you're still not on it. I don't don't get it. Dallas is incredibly faulty. You want to take shots at them. This team's awesome. They wrecked the Pacers in the fourth quarter. It, they're really good, just like they always are. Like, I don't know why people weren't, like, there's still time. Like, get on this. Come on. <laughs>
0: like, it's very, ho- really good. I'm hoping at least that, that listeners and viewers of the show are on it after, after all the, the conversation it's all this already week. already aged great. It's, you're already uh, in great, even for two days. Yeah. So, uh, on the other side, P-squared, B-squared. A little on Major League Baseball, and I'll just toss this out to end the first segment of the show. I think I love the Wizards tonight, getting a big number on the <laughs> oh, road at God. Golden State.
1: Second and three. Again, again, touchdown. (laughs) And almost on cue, flips it to Mama. How cool is that?
2: Welcome back to You Better You Bet brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL network.
0: Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit on the call last night as Kyron Williams touchdown to put the Rams up 27 to 7. final score of the game would be 30 to 22. Do the math, 52 points, bet bet the over, you won. And this was, it was solid. If you bet the Rams, you covered also. Really happy I did not bet the Saints. Like, I kind of wanted to last time. stuck with the over and some props, and it turned out to be a very good night. Uh, before we move on, we'll do Yamamoto in a second tier. Jake, can you just play play the highlight again in a second tier? So Al, in the, in the midst of this highlight, does like a Gus Johnson, ha-ha! Yeah. And I want us to determine whose ha-ha is better, Gus Johnson's or Al Michaels. Jake, play it, please
1: second and three again again touchdown
0: <laughs> <laughs> also like when the highlight starts it sounds like hockey like it's like someone yeah. got checked into the board so what is that <laughs> like, what?
2: like geez we're like tapping sticks <laughs> up <the
0: ice>. <laughs> <laughs> jake uh, jake drop the puck eight times no, i'm just kidding
2: no <laughs> drop drop the owl <laughs> <al. laughs>
0: <laughs> Colin Wilson joins us in twenty Got minutes from uh, from Big Bets on Campus and the uh, the Action Network podcast. Sam BP, Anthony DeBunto, Brad Evans, still to come. NBA bets for Christmas, all our bets for tonight, and NFL for the weekend. Uh, we'll get to P squared B squared in a second, but something else that happened in sports last night. Kind of like while everything's going on that we talked about in the open, Um, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Signs with the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, obviously. Yeah. Like I didn't say it, twelve years. Like God, God bless. I feel like this Dodgers ownership group is sticking around for a decade, and then like they're out once like the bill gets yeah. due on Otani. Like they're like, well, peace. Like we'll see you later, everybody. <laughs> see you later, suckers. <laughs> later, suckers. Like we're heading to Japan with Shohei. See you later. Uh, so the Dodgers signed Yamamoto, and I kind of felt like, and I think we talked about this on the show not like a betting conversation, just like sports fans. Once the Otani signing was made official and the way the Dodgers did it, deferring all the money, it felt to me like Yamamoto's probably going to go to the Dodgers. And I know like locally here, Yankee and Met fans were kind of like really laser focused in like which team's he going to. And I went on WFAN yesterday and got asked about it. So guys, like, I don't know, I'm trying to burst bubbles here. Like, I think he's going to the Dodgers. This is not really to pat myself on the back, more just like, I think if you read the tea leaves that this was something that was probably likelier to happen than I think even like a lot of people thought. So Yamamoto signs with the Dodgers. uh, And obviously I also bring in Otani and Tyler Glass now uh, joining what's already a star studded roster and pitching staff. The Dodgers right now are four to one to win the world series at bed MGM two to one. To win the National League, uh, Ken. I'll, I'll give Jake like a little runway. Just to give us his thoughts on like those prices. What do you ever yeah, bet them? Sure. And then we can kind of give our opinion quick too. And then we'll talk about the uh, the Bucks and the Saints and the Giants and the Rams in Week 17.
3: Wasn't sure if like, you, like you. Jake. Hello. It was. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Hi. Um, yeah, I mean, I would never bet the Dodgers at this price. It's what they had to do, though, because I had concerns about the rotation. I still kind of do because Glasnow has only made more than 20 starts in a season once, and Yamamoto has never thrown a pitch in Major League Baseball. Doesn't mean he's not going to be great. He probably will be, but I would never bet the Dodgers at this price. One thing I did bet already is the Diamondbacks for the NL West at seven to one because I think that is an outrageous price for a team that just went to the World Series and is still really good. Corbin Carroll is going to be in the MVP conversation. I know. Yes, the Dodgers have like three of those guys, but. I still like the Diamondbacks rotation more. I still think they're going to add somebody like Justin Turner or J.D. Martinez to DH for them. I just think seven to one for the NL West is way too long. I would never bet the Dodgers right now. They'll be fun. They'll win a bunch of games and then they'll lose to the 88 and 76 Reds in the division series, and we'll all laugh at them.
0: So Ken, I'm I'm guessing that you'll like kind of at least like. Think a little similarly to Jake in what he said, which is, like, not at these prices, right, with all the variants that we see in October with these short playoff series now. Or maybe you feel differently. Like, do you have any sort of, like, how you conceptualize the Dodgers this year, obviously, in terms of betting them now with all the stars that they've got at the prices they're at?
2: Yeah, I mean, whenever anything like this happens, we see this in the NBA sometimes, right? Like, the you form a super team, and that team becomes, like, the favorite to win the NBA title, and it's always, like, do you want to bet? the Brooklyn Nets or the Miami heat or, you know, whoever it's been historically. And for me, it's just like the, the bang for your buck is just so bad. Just the return is terrible for the amount of time that you have to wait to catch the bet. Like, okay, let's say the Dodgers are four to one and you are very bullish on the Dodgers and you think they should be three to one. Okay. Uh, you, certainly, you can make that case, you know, like I'm not enough of a baseball person to say whether I think that would be correct or not, but like, okay. So like you're betting four to one on like a pretty small edge. It can't be almost more than that. Like, there's no way you're showing up to being like, well, they're four to one. They're supposed to be even money. But like, there's no way with how long a baseball season is and the way, pitching injuries work that you can say that like with a straight face. So, okay. If you want to bet the Dodgers, like may- maybe you think you have some kind of edge. Okay. Uh, congratulations. Uh, maybe you'll cash your small ticket in 11 months. Like I just, so, so what, you know? So I, I, I'm glad we we're talking about this. Cause like, it's a huge story. And the Dodgers spent a billion dollars on the guys just like literally from, be- from betting, just yeah, like, lit- no, but I mean, just like real quick, like
0: lit- a literal billion yeah, dollars, actual, not like figure a, a billion, literal right, yeah, billion. A
2: yeah. A sports team, like pretty crazy, uh, on their, on their players. And it's, it's a, it's a very interesting story. It's just such a zero from a betting conversation. Like, Okay. So I I have to feel, and even if I think they're like not supposed to be the favorite, the way I always think World Series works early on is like, it's close enough. Like the order's about right it's close enough and there's probably not anything that's like crazy off right now. And for the amount of time that you have to wait to cash, boy, something better be crazy off. If you want to better right now to me to kind of make it worth it, to tie up your money for that long. So world series odds to me are always just funny. Cause it's like, it's impossibly far away. And you know, who's going to win probably one of the first seven teams. That's probably who's going to win. It's like, okay, so, so what? Um, it'll be a little more interesting when we get like liquid, like efficient, win total markets just to see how high the number is will be pretty crazy for them. You know, like, are we talking about like 110? Are we talking about more? You know, like, what is like Otani obviously not pitching this year? Like, maybe that doesn't matter. Um, That'll be kind of a fun conversation. Eventually, maybe the division's a fun conversation. It's just uh, even if I think they're being overblown or uh, exaggerated in terms of how they're being rated right now, which I don't, but like, even if I did think that, it's not really a good way to take advantage of that right now. Too too long down the road for too little return, and uh, you'd be better up in a bunch of other stuff that's going to settle way earlier.
0: The Dodgers want to win a World Series? We call the Texas Rangers and try and trade for Bruce Bochy and his giant melon, and then I think maybe, maybe you got a chance to replace and replace Dave sure. Roberts. I will say, just the one like betting application of this that I'm excited for. And we're 10 months away. Like Jake saying like divisional series for the Dodgers against some like brutal team that won like 85 games everyone's going to bet that team to beat the Dodgers. And I feel like I'm going to want to bet the Dodgers in that series. Just like 10 months from now, like I just, I'm getting ahead of this already in 2023 for October, 2024. I think the Dodgers will win that first round series, maybe then lose in the NLCS. All right. Our pal, Colin Wilson will join us coming up in about 10 minutes, but for now here, you better, you bet on a Friday, Jake, bring the music up here, please. And let's, uh let's talk about the game last night and uh spin it forward, Ken, to next week. So Rams beat the Saints. 30-22, to 22, and uh, New Orleans 7-8. and 8. What a shock. And probably not going to miss the playoffs. We'll see. A couple more weeks to go, obviously. The Rams in great position now to make the postseason. About minus 350 at some domestic sports books. the Rams are, to make the postseason. And I think people know this, and we've talked about it a bunch already this season, but in case people don't, if the season ended today, the wildcard weekend matchup that the Rams would play in is as good as it gets. Matthew Stafford would go back to Detroit to play the Lions. Rams at Lions would be the 3-6 matchup right now in the NFC postseason, which, like, if we get it, will obviously be like masterpiece theater. And the Rams, Ken, are drawing a lot of attention today. I got asked in a couple radio interviews I did today on Friday, like, can the Rams beat the Niners when it comes down to it in the playoffs? So, like, I, I don't think either of us think that's the case, but just a lot of optimism right now around the Rams. And next week they take on Ken Mai. New York Football Giants, who are slated to lose by fourteen points in the betting market uh, on Monday and Christmas yeah. against the Eagles. So, overall thoughts on the Rams here, Ken? And then let's us spin it forward to the game against the G-Men uh, coming up in Week Seventeen next week.
2: Sure, uh, a really impressive, <clears throat> excuse me, run by the Rams, like out of <clears throat> out of their bye, won like five out of six, I think something like that, and uh, and it played very well keep in mind like the loss to to Baltimore and it played really really well in that game so yeah like really impressive stuff I think it's like okay so like so what from a betting standpoint um okay is this a team that you maybe would want to bet to win the NFC or to win the Super Bowl which would be like the two postseason markets that they uh, kind of apply for right now no not really um the it kind of seems like a bad bet seems like i'd prefer a lot of other teams to them can they go on a cinderella run like sure okay um but that's not really like you'd be always be betting at hoping to get out of the bet at some point like when they play the niners or when they play another team so postseason markets meh it's a you lay a huge price on them to make the postseason and i <clears throat> i just kind of agree that that's probably what it would be they're a very likely winner i i think the the side for next week I mean, the giants are almost sure to get obliterated this weekend so I don't know, something like Rams, like six, six and a half, probably not a full seven on the road, something like that. Um, Makes a lot of sense. Maybe it's five and a half, I don't know. But, um, you know, like, it's very impressive. And if you've been playing on them, you've been having the time of your life, probably, to be honest. Just like now, the now what part of this like, I don't buy any of the like arguments like oh this is just like the Niners a couple years ago that like wet got really hot late played the Rams in the final week of the season then played them again in the NFC Championship game team quality wise that Niners team is 20 million times better than this Rams team like sorry I know like the records work out the same way where they play like every team that gets hot late and beats teams doesn't have to be the Niners from a couple years ago that's not like kind of how this works so um think it's an awesome story, I guess. Um I don't see a lot of betting opportunity here. I would be fascinated if they played the Lions. We could have a betting conversation about that game if we get there, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot there from like a money making opportunity. we could talk about McVay. I guess also at Coach the Year be the other thing, but just like in general, like awesome run. Don't know if there's a way to like make money off of it going forward.
0: All right. We'll see how it's and we can kind of sprinkle this in throughout the stuff there to chew on. But let's um Let's do Coach of the Year here for a second with Sean McVeigh. Where, and at BetMGM, um, he was 30 to 1 yesterday when we did P squared, B squared NFL awards. Uh, he remains at BetMGM at least. The price remains 30 to 1. Um, the same as Sean Payton behind guys like Stefanski, Shanahan, McDaniel, Steik, and Ryans, and the favorite, Dan Campbell. Uh, thoughts on that market and Sean McVeigh's price right now at BetMGM?
2: Seems like about right to me. Um, maybe he should be in front of like a couple other coaches. I think uh, if, you, if you've if you been following any of the conversation about this award, like Dan Campbell can't be the favorite, McDaniel's price needs to be way longer, and like, sorry if you bet him, Shanahan's price needs to be longer. Everybody can yell on Twitter as much as they want. The voters seem like very not set on voting for Kyle Shanahan this year. It's not coach of the best team. It's not even remotely close to what the award's ever been. So I don't think those three coaches are as likely to win as McVeigh is, but like, let's be realistic here. I, I think McVay's story just isn't quite as good as a lot of the other stories like it's, he's kind of a victim of who the other candidates are i feel like just to be honest and from what i listen to like for that other people are saying other people in the media people who vote just kind of get that same impression uh he strikes me as a coach i would actually put sean payton under this umbrella too and maybe now mcveigh being there means payton like even moves one further to the back of the line in terms of like the the coach of the year carousel or however you want to do this analogy um, mcveigh seems like the guy who like picks up the pieces if everybody loses that's like kind of what that's what that's how it strikes me. Like, all right, let's say uh, like Ryan's beats Stefanski and then drops a couple games and uh, Steichen loses to Atlanta and then loses the week after, but beats Houston and Peyton loses a game. And, you know, Campbell drops the game to Dallas. I think these are all very reasonable things that can happen. And like, all right, when that happens, like who like who wins? You have a lot of like lukewarm candidates. And McVeigh goes win-win down the stretcher. Maybe he's the answer to that question. I, th- I think he has some paths to victory here. Honestly, in this market, uh, I just don't know if there are paths to victory that are worth betting at this, even at long. What is a seemingly a long price? I, it's not. This is not like a two-team moneyline parlay that they win the next two and he like gets it. It's not anything. I think close to that. But I do. I would think of him how I just said. I think he's he's the one that's there to get it. If some of the better stories just don't materialize and if those coaches drop maybe multiple games or a game down the stretch, uh could definitely see him winning the award, but I, not a bet that I would make.
0: All right, so that's the uh, that's the Rams right now, and again, so probably like five and a half or six on the road at the Giants, i got to tell ya. you. You want to do one other?
2: Probably got to do one other thing here. You want to do Nakua at some point?
0: Ah, uh, Yeah. Because we've done it a couple times this week, and yeah. I think like I think like Mike Florio wrote about it for Pro Football yeah. Talk. Also, now like I don't think he understands how. And it's, it's not a shot at him at all. It's not his job to know this. But he was like, yeah, like the price move from like this to this, and it was like negligible. But like people are starting to talk about it, right, Ken, with Nakua, right. and obviously Nakua was outrageously good last night for the Rams. And C.J. Stroud, right. very unlikely to play. I don't know if he's been ruled out yet, but very unlikely to play, obviously, for the Texans
2: sure so uh, people saw Nakua's price drop and we talked about it uh, a couple times this week and I just said look like he can gain like I mean he's gonna play and strad's not gonna play but like I, I felt like to make the bet on and I, I still kind of feel this way to make the bet on Nakua you have to feel like strad's just not coming back because like yeah this weekend you're gonna feel great about Nakua he's awesome He's like whatever 200 yards from the rookie receiving record or whatever it is and and strad's not playing you're gonna feel great about Nakua this weekend of course you are how are you gonna feel next weekend if Stroud comes back, he's home against Tennessee, like, okay, like, what's that then? Like, what is this? So I I think there's, because of what's happened, and because Nakua was not, it's not just that he played, he was so good. I mean, he has 50 yards last night, this is a zero conversation, but on a, in a primetime game with the other guy not playing, he honestly hit a price, like, what what would he have been at 150 last night, like eight to one or something? And so he did something extreme, and it's kind of caused like a ripple effect in the market. Do I think he can win? Yes. Do I think if Stroud plays the next two, Stroud wins? Yes, but it's getting cloudier would be the way I would put it. So I wouldn't bet Nakua, um, not this weekend at least. But uh, I, and I think we're actually going to have to talk about it next week, though, uh, with the way this shook out last night.
0: All right, we do have to touch also on the Saints and the Bucks. We'll do that a little later in the show. But coming up next, to wrap up hour number one, let's talk some college football bowl games with Colin Wilson from Big Bets on Campus next with Nick and Ken. Welcome back to you Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with
3: Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
0: Phenomenal Football Friday here with Nick and Ken. 20 minutes from now, we'll be simulcast on Stadium. Sam Panionovich will join us in hour number two. We look forward to that. Anthony DeBundo as well in hour number two, giving us some Premier League bets for the weekend. We'll also go over the five-game slate in the National Basketball Association on Christmas Day. Continue to send in all your favorite football bets for the weekend on YouTube and Twitter. Which we'll talk about those at 5 o'clock and 5.40 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll give you all our bets for tonight and our NFL bets for Saturday and Sunday, including the Prop King for tomorrow's slate of games in the final hour, the power hour of the show. Let's get to our first guest right now. Kind enough to join us here. He's got a lot going on because it's bowl season and uh, no one no one rattles through these bowl games and knows what's going on more than our guy, Colin Wilson. And Colin's got like, a huge like bowl blowout podcast coming up with our friend Stucky later today. We encourage people to check that out after a post. Big bets on campus. Um, and Colin does great work, for, of course, for our friends at the Action Network as well. ActionNetwork.com and on the app. And he's on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin, one. Colin with two L's and for the people not watching on video you are missing one of the great like fade beard combos in recent memory that my guy Colin Wilson is sporting is looking sharp my friend welcome back to the show Merry Early Christmas to you and the family Nick and Ken how's it going
1: I'm doing well Merry Christmas to you guys I always love coming into the video game music because like I'm a video gamer at heart and I know after bowl season I get to spend like all of January playing video games I'm I'm so excited like uh you guys can watch the NFL I'm gonna play uh, Mega Man for a month (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, we threw you Airman there. We don't do we don't do that for just anybody, Colin. Nobody, not everybody gets Airman. You know, so it's a prestigious honor. I, I want to ask you. We'll do some specific games. We got a game. We got a game in like three hours. I think that starts and and a bunch of games. I'm not sure they'll be particularly good, but we could bet on them that take place tomorrow. Have you noticed anything though in like the couple? You know, I guess the week of bowl season that we've seen so far. Uh, we were talking to a guest yesterday about like live betting because there's been all these like lead changes and huge multi-touchdown swings and guys declared out. Have you noticed anything in like the betting markets for the bowl games that you think has been interesting so far?
1: Well, if you go off the past, too, Ken, the, the bowl market doesn't know what the hell they're doing, right? I mean, look at Marshall UTSA. We're going to decide we're going to take that number from 13 all the way down to six and a half. What happened? UTSA needed about three series before Owen McCown knew what he was doing, covered every single number on the board. Now you go, well, look at that Syracuse game, right? Garrett Schrader announces that he's out. Number goes down to one and a half. Then it rockets back up to three and three and a half. Syracuse never had a shot. They never had a chance. I'm not even sure it's worth paying attention to some of these bowls where you're missing all these players on both sides because the market's been wrong in a lot of these. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. I had UTSA minus nine and a half. I knew I had word that Frank Harris wasn't going to play. But you know what? I'm not going to get twisted in a pretzel and go bet the other side and, and and then be out money on both sides. I'm just going to stick with a bad number that I got play what I and you know and look at it live and when I looked at it live I thought you know what UTSA is live in this they can cover the number
0: and I think that's what you have to do Awesome. Colin is the best at this. Knows like everyone that's playing in the games, like a transfer portal, coaches, etc. cetera. Um, we love having him on the show. My friend, We, as Ken alluded to, we have a game coming up in a couple hours here now. I think um, our social team will probably clip this, so this is going to be like the very <laughs> handsome and debonair Colin Wilson giving his best answer here to this one because it's coming up in a little bit. UCF and Georgia Tech, uh, Colin, at MGM, UCF, a six-point favorite. Uh, total about 66 or 66.5. Anything for this game coming up on uh, Friday in the early evening?
1: Yeah, I can see where 67 is key, and there's been some buyback down to 66 and a half. I see a 65 and a half out there. This is an over game all the way. I don't know how anyone can make a case for an under here. These are two of the worst rush defenses in all of college football and two of the most explosive ground attacks in all of college football. And guess what? We get full participation from the running backs, the offensive linemen, and the running backs are going to be in this game for Georgia Tech and UCF. So I don't understand why you would buyback on this game. The total is – and the defense is what people should pay attention to. The opt-outs in this game for both Georgia Tech and UCF are on the defensive side of the ball. And look at Marshall's George, uh, Charles Huff, the head coach. He, he comes out during halftime, right? I'm just going to pivot off to another to what a head coach said just the other night. Tackling fundamentals are extremely poor when you don't play for three weeks. He said that out loud, and I'm like, exactly, Charles Huff. So I like the over in this game, <laughs> by far, first half, full game. I don't care the buybacks coming at on 66 and a half. No one's tackling here. It's like the the DiCaprio gif where he's like
2: pointing at the TV when like yes. somebody's talking everybody <laughs> always uses it when they say it's that's Colin with whoever this coach was. Uh there are seven games. Colin tomorrow, maybe we don't have to go game by game, or we can at least start this way. Seven games, so seven different side total markets. What's like what's your favorite bet of the seven games so far?
1: Well, it's not the prettiest slate, right? I, I do think Northwestern, you Northwestern has a chance to upset Utah. Uh Utah believe it or not, has lost four bowl games straight. I'm not really sure what's up with that because Kyle Whittingham is nine and six against spreading bowls, but has not been so well. And I think it's really, you didn't meet your season expectations. You didn't make the college football playoff, or maybe you get to the bowl and it's just kind of a big letdown. I don't know, I'm sure what's going on with Utah, but there's a billion opt-outs here in this game. Northwestern, they don't beat themselves. They play sound fundamental football, but the great thing about Northwestern is they're elite in the red zone. Utah is not. Utah's 110th in offensive finishing drive. So if either of these teams get into scoring position, Northwestern certainly has the favor. It's a rock fight. It ain't going to be beautiful, but I'll take the team that's better in the offensive red zone. But you know what? I think Coastal Carolina on the island tomorrow night, late when we all get to pour our scotch in a single cube, I think Coastal has a chance to win that game outright against San Jose State. I know it's a 12-hour straight flight. I know Coastal's missing a lot of players. But Ethan Vasco, that third-string quarterback, by the way, third-string quarterbacks are mopping up the floor this bowl season. Uh, He actually does – he's fundamental. he's good with the football. He's disciplined. He has good passing. And he can run all of Grayson McCall's stuff in the playbook. I like Coastal to cover. I think they could win the easy post-Hawaii Bowl.
0: Hi, Just like Colin saying, like, pour the glass of scotch on a Saturday night. We can do that. In about six weeks, but but yeah. not until then <laughs> we'll be live on if Sunday I, morning. poor Scotch everyone. Saturday night.
2: Five poor Scotch Saturday night. Wait, the Christmas Eve show is going to be rough, or a Christmas Day show, either, Christmas show <laughs> on Sunday morning. Better, yeah, Scotch Saturday night, you'd be on the air Sunday morning. That's a, that's a little tough for forty-year-olds. That's a tough one.
0: You better—you're you, not even forty yet. I am at least. You better—you yeah. bet with Nick and Ken here on a Friday, and God bless you for it. Uh, we're talking college football with our friend Colin Wilson. Big bets on campus. He's got a pod that they're recording uh, literally like right when they're done with us. Him and. Stucky for the Action Network. Be sure to check it out. And he is on Twitter at underscore Colin One. Colin spelled with two L's. Uh, I got to tell you, this is a real sport, college football. The, no games on Christmas. Absolutely love us because the NFL's got a million games. Uh, we got a three games, though, on uh, Tuesday, Colin the 26th Bowling Green, Minnesota, Texas State, Rice. Kansas UNLV. So after you yeah, you unwrap all the presents, hopefully we win some money on the National Football League. Yes, uh, what scotch. do you want to do on Tuesday with these head and scotch? <laughs> what do we want? Maybe we, we actually have some scotch on Monday. We're off on Tuesday. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so, yeah. what do you, so we'll be hungover betting on some college football. What should we bet?
1: Yeah, sadly, that is my big writing day, of the, the last big pull of writing day of the year. But I will get a chance to sample all these bowl games. And I think Kansas UNLV at night is going to be the best game on the board. Unfortunately, I'm not going to tell you to take either side because there's going to be so many points in this game and no defense that it's worth playing live. So try to get best of both. I'd say UNLV and LV over 14, Kansas, anything you get at three or maybe below seven. Set your set those boundaries up, get that in live. It's going to be a great live betting game. But if you want something pregame, Texas State, believe it or not, I bet them because of the defense. They are top 15 in havoc. Their defense is great at shutting down uh, opposing rushing attacks. But more importantly, that Rice offensive line, has been horrible since JT Daniels medically retired. and AJ Padgett took over a quarterback for Rice. They allowed 15 pressures to Florida Atlantic in the season finale. Florida Atlantic doesn't pressure quarterbacks at all. I don't know what's going on with this Rice offensive line. It's been a problem for a very long time. Texas State has one of the highest pressures teams and defensive lines in all of the country. And I haven't even gotten to the fact this team can throw up 70 points on anybody from an offensive perspective. I love Texas State to cover the number against Rice.
2: On uh, five days from today, we have four games. This will be on the 27th, uh, Virginia, and you'll notice like the quality of the team starts to get at least a little bit better. Some name brand teams start to play as we get close right. to new year's day, uh, Virginia tech, Tulane. We're too late obviously off great season but I, I guess no one's playing and that's why the point spread is what it is five, five, tech ten and a half uh UNC in West Virginia Louisville and USC obviously really funny with what's happening with USC's program a ton of transfer portal activity Louisville more than a touchdown favorite and then AM and and everything that's going on there a small favorite over Oak State in about a minute here do you have a bet on that day that you like maybe we'll do another slate of games to close
1: uh, crazy enough, I put money on Louisville minus six and a half, and I think I'm going to come back over the top and at USC plus seven and a half. When you go into the depth charts, USC has enough explosive players on their two deep in the in the secondary who are now are all going to be starters uh, to give Louisville a real challenge on defense. They're going to be missing some players on both sides. Louisville is losing their best wide receiver, their best running back. And I know USC's defense makes everybody look great. But this is a Louisville offense that is pretty anemic. The best bet of the day, in my opinion, is Oklahoma State down in the Texas Bowl. This is revenge from a 2019 game where Mike Gundy lost to Texas A&M by three. Mike Gundy is great in bowl season, 11-6 and six against the spread. More importantly, Ollie Gordon went crazy this year running back because they'd have man-blocking schemes on the offensive line. Texas A&M absolutely cannot defend man blocking schemes and they're missing half their defense. They're missing all of their skill position players and none of their coaches will be employed at Texas A&M the second this game is over. I love the Cowboys down in the Texas Bowl.
0: All right, let's close with this, Colin. And, like, I'm hoping that we can figure out a time, like, to get you on the show next week, obviously, to do the playoff games. We'd love to make that happen. But um, before we assume you're going to come on next Friday, we got games on the 28th, and I'll just read, and you can tell us, like, if you have one favorite bet in any of these games, if if you'd be so kind. SMU and BC. Rutgers, Miami, NC State, K-State, Zona, Oklahoma. I know Stucky loves Arizona because he tweets about them Mm -hmm. all the time, and I love it. Uh, And then a couple games next Friday prior to us coming on the air at 3 Eastern, Clemson and Kentucky, Notre Dame and Oregon State. Do you have, like, one favorite bet from that group of games here in about 30 seconds to close?
1: Real quick in 30 seconds, that SMU-Boston College total is way too high. Really bad weather coming in there. Cross winds, if you look at Fenway, uh it runs from home plate to Pesky's pole that and that's going to be crosswinds to the green monster take the under in that game before it goes too far uh i'm going to be on oklahoma i know stucky and i are about to fight in a podcast here in a little while about this but uh oklahoma is able to replace the explosiveness that they've lost jackson arnold's going to be fine at quarterback um so i do like oklahoma in that game against arizona but that is going to be the best game on the board also take rutgers uh it is the most disciplined team there miami They've lost 10 of their last 11 bowls. They don't want to play up in the cold weather. Take Rutgers.
0: Colin is the absolute best. On Twitter, at underscore Colin1, Colin with two L's. Check out Big Bets on campus. Got a podcast coming up in a little bit with our friend Stucky, actionnetwork.com. My friend, best of luck with all the bets. A very Merry Christmas to you and the family. Have a great holiday weekend, and hopefully we can find time to catch up next week to talk the college football playoff.
1: Merry Christmas, guys. See you soon.
0: Our friend colin wilson joining us here on the show always with a smile on his face like a great betting breakdown you gotta love it man
2: it made me realize as he was going through everything i just go yeah there's a ton of bowl games before we have money again in the next (laughs) week
0: it's like 25 games it's like ridiculous
2: uh... it's like on the 27th there's these five games i was like jeez might have to bet some of these just for fun. I, I,
0: I swear, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, I think I want to, like, binge next week and just, bet, and just bet some of these guys. I'll just bet all his ben, stuff. Fenway, the games.
2: There's a certain has a certain flair to it, I would say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fenway has been, yeah, I don't even, I don't know enough about baseball to make a joke. Sam Paniontovich joins us next at start hour number two.